A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host Mads and I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. If you have, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify or your favourite listening platform and follow the show on Instagram, it's at madsworld.mp3. This week is a bit of a special episode. So back in episode one of this season, I was joined by Florence Barkway, YouTube sensation of Come Curious, podcast host of Fox Given, and her latest podcast, Love High. I recently appeared on Florence's podcast, Love High, a podcast all about love and relationships. So while I'm at Glastonbury this week, I thought I would treat you guys to this episode with Florence all about dating shows, my thoughts on love, and just a really beautiful chat. So enjoy. Hi, Maddie. Welcome to the podcast. How are you Hello. today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. We're finally doing this because obviously you were on my podcast. Now I'm returning yes. the favor. Yes. So excited. <laughs> we were, yeah, on your podcast, we were talking all about heartbreaks, breakups. Mm-hmm. I think we got into some real deep, good conversations. So. It got so deep, but I really loved it. I actually found it quite a healing experience to be Yeah, honest. yeah. There's nothing nice like to... delving mm-hmm. into your own stories. Yeah, and <laughs> listening to it back and editing it, I was like, this is so nice to listen to. I'm just like oh. soothing my soul with my own voice. It was yeah. so strange. Yeah. Loved it though. So we are going to be talking about dating shows mm-hmm. because I think both of us watch probably too many... Some would argue too many. Not me though. Don't watch enough. If I'm honest. Watch more, just but not enough. Need some if more. If I in could. My life. <laughs> just before we jump into that though, I'd love to ask you some of my intro questions, which are: When was the first time that you fell in love? God, I think <clears throat> it was probably. It's so hard to know whether it's love or lust because I feel like every time I fall in love. I look back and I'm like, no, that wasn't it. But in the moment, you're like, that this is so it. Like, this is real. And every time for me, it's gotten like more and more intense or like it's been so different every time. But I guess the first time was like in high school with this guy when I was 16. He came to the school. He like came from Singapore. He was like the only bisexual in the school or like out bisexual oh. at the time. And I was just like fascinated by this guy. And I was like oh my god he's so different so cool and (laughs) he was just like yeah he's just so confident and 
he ended up being my boyfriend and we like lost our virginities to each other and it was like super cute but um yeah I'm pretty sure that was it and we reconnected when I went back to Australia like at Christmas time and went for a beer really? and it, yeah it was so weird and so fun and I think he might even come on my podcast and we'll do like a like a memories app or something oh my god did you rekindle the uh romance when you met up or were you both in very different places I thought maybe we would kiss or something, but then it got to the end and I I don't think we knew if it was a date or if we were just hanging out, like it was just weird vibes. So I think we kind of just said goodbye (laughs) and we were like, this was awesome. And because I live abroad now as well, it's so good to just see familiar faces and like catch up with old people. Because I guess when you live in your hometown, you do that sort of thing all the time where you might run into people at the shops or whatever, but I never do that. So I have to like purposely organize. To see my 16-year-old boyfriend from, like, what, 14 years ago? Something like that? 12 years ago? Catching up with my high school boyfriend was, like, a really wholesome experience because he... um, he kind of apologised for weird stuff. Like he was kind of like, oh, when I left school, I made a lot of queer friends and non-binary friends and I realised that I'd been such a misogynist in school and I was just kind of a dick. And he's like, I'm so sorry for all these different things. And I was like, that is such an awesome thing, like that you just wow. said that. Yeah, it was really random, but I just, yeah, he's just like become this really empathetic, cool guy. So if he's watching this, good <laughs> on you. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so cool. How did you learn about love and relationships? Probably I was reading um, Conversations on Love, which Mm. is a book by Natasha Lunn. And there's this massive chapter about how you're very lucky if your parents are like the love of your life. And if your parents like, if your parents love you and they're there for you and, you know, they've been there throughout your life. So many people don't have that. And it just like the fact that people don't acknowledge like family and parents as the great loves of their life is like quite sad. And it would be nice if people recognize that more. So I think, yeah, and my parents are still together, Mm -hmm. super happy. Like they're both like love their careers and everything. They're they're doing really well. So yeah, I feel like um, that taught me a lot about, and I was kind of a bit of a shit teenager sometimes. So I think you just like look back with a respect for them and I'm like, wow, I sucked. So thanks. <laughs> they are they are role models, I think. I mean, mm. whenever we delve into therapy with ourselves and yeah. stuff, it's always looking back to kind of how you grew up and how you were parented. And they mm-hmm. were the first time that we ever saw what a relationship was. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously gonna have a really significant impact Mm. on your like the way you relation the way you relationship the way you get into relationships how Mm. do you think the fact that your parents were together and still are affect the way that you think about getting into a relationship like do you feel like you know you will be in a similar type of relationship it's interesting that you say that because I have thought about this a lot lately and I've been Mm. thinking, I think as you get, because I'm 28, as you kind of get to the later end of your 20s and into your 30s, you think about like if you want kids, like, you know, I've spoken to people about freezing your eggs and kind of like ask my mom, like, like, you know, is it worth it? Like, should I do it? Is it just so much hard work? Is it so much stress on your life and all this? And and obviously a lot of my friends are having kids and stuff as well. Yeah. I just, I'm just not, I'm not a maternal person. I never have been desperate to have kids I don't really want them but I have this fear of missing out like when I'm 40 and if I don't have them and everyone else does I'm like 
am I gonna like, am I gonna hate myself and am I gonna regret yeah. that I just stayed in London and and like um, just had fun and like just blew all my money yeah. going out and going to festivals and all this stuff. So I I don't know. I just feel like I'm so different to my parents. Like they're both in the medical field. I work mm. in media. I don't know. I I'd love the idea of meeting someone that is like the love of my life and I'm obsessed with them, but I just can't see it happening. Yeah, that's a weird one. Mm. I think I've been in an, in like a similar place with the whole kids thing, especially yeah. because I'm 30, nearly 31. And uh, like, there are so many people having babies around me, like people getting married, people having yeah. babies. And I'm like, I'm just not in that place where I would be anywhere near wanting to commit to having a child with someone. I mean, firstly, I'm single, so that might be quite hard. Yeah. But I, I see loads of different, like, relationship structures around, like, co-parenting and, mm-hmm. you know, adoption maybe even. But I feel exactly the same as you, where it's like, am I going to get to 40 and completely regret not doing this? I actually had a conversation with my mum who was asking me, um, I, no, I asked her, how would you feel if you weren't a grandparent? Mm, I asked my mum the same thing, yeah. <laughs> and she said, I would be fine with it, but I think that you would regret it. Yeah, it's so tricky. And then I do see the appeal like of being old and like I can see like my parents taking care of my grandparents now and like mm-hmm. how much they're needing to do and stuff. And I'm just like, if I didn't have someone there, like what, what am I going to do? You know, it's sort of like, is it the sensible thing to do? But is that like a selfish <laughs> thing to do as well? It just, the whole thing, I'm like, I don't know. I can't decide. I just want to like go to this pub or like go yeah. to this festival. <laughs> the idea of having adult children, <laughs> like, no, but I like that more than having kids around me, I think. Teenagers though, not a vibe. No, but once they're in their 20s and they're off doing their own thing, I'm like, yeah, I made that. They're really cool. Yeah, <laughs> unless they move to London and you just miss them all the time because I feel like my mum is just, like, yeah. sad that I live here. And I'm like, imagine that I even stayed in London, had a kid here with an English guy, and then <gasps> they moved to Australia and I was like, well, that's karma to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, such an interesting conversation. I think mm. I could probably do a whole episode on that. Maybe it's something yeah. for the future. But Definitely. let's talk about dating shows. So yes. firstly, how do you feel about them? Do you love them or do you hate them? Do you love to hate them? I mean, the thing is, I think I find it as the best escapism ever. And if I'm yeah. feeling sad about a boy or I'm feeling angry about getting ghosted or rejected mm-hmm. or whatever... Or like even just like the stress of life or work or something. If I'm sitting down watching X on the Beach or Love Island or whatever and you can see other people feeling these emotions like like get, getting rejected, you know, going through heartbreak, all that stuff, um, you're kind of like, okay, it's not just me. Like this is very relaxing and it just removes the emotions from you and you just get to exist in this universe oh. for like a little bit, do you know? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Mm. I had this weird um, thing with my breakup where I couldn't watch any Ah. dating shows because every time I watched them, I would Mm. just be so triggered that like one, people were falling in love. And Mm. then two, I was just like, this is not healthy. Like these aren't healthy relationships. Like why are they getting, they're just gonna end up getting hurt. And like, it was almost like I was projecting my, well, obviously I was projecting my pain Mm. that I was experiencing onto 
them, which mm-hmm. I guess I actually went into a dating show detox because of that. Wow. So you just completely watched no dating shows at all. Yeah. That sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> this was like after like binging all of Love Island last mm. year and then watching like the whole of like Too Hot to Handle mm. and all of those things. And yeah, I was just like, you know what? It's giving me anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I and I think it. I think when you watch people, I do get what you mean. Like for, in Love Island, for example, um, what's it called? Casa Amor. Yeah, that whole <gasps> section, anxiety. Like I Triggered. can't. I can't watch that, and I just think it is so mean, but it's so fascinating and interesting to watch because the people on there, you mm. can see when you've been cheated on or, you know, when you've gone through something like that, you see how your boyfriend or whatever would have behaved in that situation where they went to cheat it, like went to cheat. Like my boyfriend went to Italy on a lad's holiday. Yeah. He was texting me the whole time, everything, got back, found that he'd been on Tinder the whole time, shagging <gasps> loads of girls. Yeah, it was so bad. But I see Castro Moore and I'm like, this is exactly what went on of that trip and I get to see it and it's, that is triggering AF. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what I really, this is one of the things that I like hate about these shows mm-hmm. um, and I don't hate them but I think I love to hate them. I think that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. But Yeah, like you watch through your fingers like that. You're yeah. like, it's like a well, horror show. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is toxic because mm. basically these things are happening because mm-hmm. one, people aren't being honest with themselves mm. on the show about what they want. Two, they're just portraying like all these toxic traits of like mm-hmm. not being able to, when what happens when you're not able to communicate in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just like, if you could only just talk and be vulnerable and, mm. you know, I, I, I think obviously what happens on these shows is that the people that go on them kind of just want to be on TV Mm. and they're not necessarily there for the right reasons. Yeah, and if you couple up someone who is who might be there for the right reasons with someone who's there for... I mean, I wouldn't say going on TV to become famous is the wrong reason to do it. It is a pathway that people choose. Yeah. I wouldn't... Yeah, I feel like it's a lot to imagine that humans do every single thing that they do for the exact reason that it's supposed to be done for. Some people just go on for selfish reasons, which I kind of think is fair enough. But if you pair up the wrong people, Mm. like so unfair for both parties, you know, because even if that person has gone on TV to become famous, whatever, it's just kind of the norm now. And then they still get invested with these feelings and they end up in a situation that they didn't even want to be in. And then someone else is completely invested in this. It's just like heartbreaks all around. It's not on. I hate it. Yeah. Um, But it's very entertaining. (laughs) How how do you feel like when you sit and watch, like binge watch these shows, how does it make you feel about love and relationships? Does Does it make you feel hopeful, the opposite? It just makes me feel like <laughs> this is so random, but like if everyone on there is super attractive and super hot, I'm like, I just want to go out and shag a hot boy. <laughs> so <laughs> you're saying that dating shows make you horny? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not put off. I'm more like, oh, I love English boys, especially like hot ones. Oh <laughs> it makes me just want to go on a date. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is so funny. I feel like I have yeah. the opposite reaction on these shows and I'm just like, really? oh my God, everyone sucks. Like this, is this really what we have yeah. on offer? Is this what like humans actually behave like? Yeah. It's interesting as well that like, TV, like the editing studios and everything, when mm-hmm. they're filming, they can portray people in any way that they yeah. want. But I think that that is so similar to life in that when you're telling mm. your friends about a date or a situation, you're putting your own spin on it, you know, yeah. and the person on the other side is telling their friends and they're putting their own spin on it. And then if there's drama, people have their different stories and it's sort of like, okay, they they are putting a certain storyline into place when they're editing things but humans do that too so it's not that untrue to life because I think people do bang on about that a lot but it's kind of it's what happens when anyone tells any story there's always a perspective to it do you know what I mean yeah I mean I guess in that respect as well it's important to acknowledge the fact that reality tv producers are evil like they yeah <laughs> they manipulate people mm. on such a high level and provoke like arguments emotions mm-hmm. and like all of these crazy things like I, I heard recently that someone on a show was literally told to go up to another cast member and make them cry Mm, see toxic so bad and this is why it comes across as toxic as well because the maybe these people wouldn't even be acting like this if it hadn't come from the producers Mm. that are just like how can we ignite this drama so maybe the moral of this really Mm. is that you have to take it all with a pinch of salt and this is not what these people would actually be like Mm. left in relationships to their own own means yeah i think there is nicer dating shows as well like something like first dates yeah quite wholesome sometimes and I think you know it has that like it has like the nice stories in it too but then again like Love Island has nice stories in it too when you do see a couple that you can tell that they really like do have feelings for each other and stuff but I think shows even like the um is it the undateables or love on the spectrum like I think that's quite wholesome you know it's not like trying to make any drama it's not trying to hurt anyone's feelings it's just kind of people watch it because it's feel good and they like it it's like watching a rom-com whereas love island is like watching a a soap you know that's so true Mm. i love first dates i think that's actually a really sweet one and it does Mm. feel it feels more real because i think it's very much like a fly on the wall camera situation Mm. rather than Mm. like producers maybe like running around Mm -hmm. i mean we we never know but it seems seems that way yeah, and I saw a really nice clip from that on Facebook the other day, which was like mm. this pregnant woman was on a date with this guy and she like revealed that she was pregnant and he was just like, oh, that's not a problem with me. Like, I love Aww. kids. I've missed my opportunity to have kids. So I'd love to find someone to like raise a child with and that. And then at the end, they wanted to see each other again. I literally cried. I Aww. cried. <laughs> it's I so definitely cute. cried watching first dates. Amazing. Oh my Best. god. <laughs> Let's go through some of the dating shows that we've watched mm-hmm. and like discuss. Mm-hmm. So first of all, have you watched Love is Blind? I have watched Love is Blind. I find it completely tapped. The people on there <laughs> deranged. <laughs> Why would you go on this show? First of all, the concept <laughs> it just makes it, so if no one knows what Love Love is Blind is, it's basically a show where people come on and they date without seeing each other. 
And by the end of this selection process, they choose someone that they want to marry and they propose to them without having ever seen (laughs) them in the flesh, touched them, been able to like gauge chemistry between them both. Mm -hmm. It's a mad concept. It's insane. And it's so, I mean, I... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think sex is an important part of a relationship and mm-hmm. physical connection is an important part of a relationship. But yeah. it kind of goes to show that you can, well, I don't know if they're really falling in love. That's the thing. But you I'm, can get feelings for someone based on personality alone, you know? It's kind of like having an online r- relationship, I, I would yeah. say. Like back in the day 100%. when people fell in love and had like, although <laughs> it was like when people had cyber sex and all of those <laughs> things. Um But yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Do you feel like you could fall in love with someone without ever seeing their face? Probably not. I don't know if I could, but this kind of, for me, I feel like leads into this point. So I met this guy on the train recently. We had a really good conversation. It was like a 50-minute train ride from one side of London to the other. And like, he's not my normal physical type. Like I usually go for like dark hair and stuff and he's like the opposite of that. But because we got on so well, like purely based on personality and the chat and the chemistry and the energy that we shared. Mm. Like he asked me out at the end of the train ride and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like this was so fun. But on a dating app, which is purely based on physical features, I would have maybe said no, do you know? And then it's like that's based on no no personality, no conversation, no sense of humour, no stories, no nothing. Whereas this was the opposite because I was attracted to him despite – physical appearance at all so yeah perhaps I could fall in love based on personality alone like if we're thinking about it in that sense 
Yeah, that's really mm. interesting. And I mm. think when you say it like that, then yeah, I think if someone's stories, the way that they are as a person really captures you, mm. then it then it could be. What annoys me about this show is that it's all about marriage mm. and that like the end goal of a successful pairing is marriage. And it's like the whole mm-hmm. American dream thing. And this is what I can't get behind because the people mm. going on this show are like desperate to get yeah. just to be married as a concept like yeah. not to fall in love but just to be married just to be married and it's not like yeah it's like that's the ultimate end goal but yeah. I don't know if that's an American thing and or if it's a religious thing or mm. if it's just something especially in America because they have like they're such a capitalist country and they've got like terrible health care and all these things you mm. kind of have to couple up to survive in a lot of situations like if people if people aren't completely rich it's like how how are you I mean I don't even know how I'm gonna buy a house all on my own you know you sort of some maybe in America they need to couple up to you know get on with it do you know what I mean live a decent life Mm. I've not thought about it that way at all because I was Mm. just in my whole like uh society standards the bullshit people are just like you know they're going along with the Mm. like it's following the sheep you just it shouldn't be about marriage it should be about partnership Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. So love Island. Yep, I love it. I just, do you know why I love it though? I love it because of the Twitter banter and the memes. Yes. And the water cooler conversation. You come into work, everyone swivels around on their desk chair and they're like, right, who's up to date? I'm like, I like the social side of it. The actual yeah. show, I mean, it's good, but like, it's not even that good. It's just because everyone watches it and you're part of something. That's exactly why I started watching Love Island in the first place. Yeah. Because I didn't do it for ages because I was like, oh God, this is trash. You know, like why is everyone <laughs> watching this? But mm. then as soon as I did and I engaged and I was working in, the, in an office at the time, mm-hmm. it was so fun just to have Amazing. discussions about them. Like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you know them, like you're all talking about the same people. It's like there's no drama that's actually going on in your life. Yeah. So everyone just bonds over the drama that's happening to these yeah. total strangers. I love the fact that it's a, like an everyday of the week thing for like yeah. a while. So like, one, like, you know, when you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, and it's more Big Brother vibes than like something that's more curated and mm-hmm. um, a bit more polished. Like it's a bit more... You know, I feel like it's more natural because even though there is producers and stuff, they sort of, yeah. it is like fly on the wall. Like you're just watching people do their thing. Whereas some shows like, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think, something like Love is Blind. It's yeah. so like manufactured and polished and mm-hmm. it's, you know, you can tell that they said like, say that line again because we didn't hear it properly sort of thing. Like it's very yeah structured, you know. How do you feel about the contestants that they bring onto the show? It's also very, like, all of these shows so far are Mm. very heteronormative. Absolutely, yeah. I think, um, do you know what? I think the whole instant rise to celebrity is terrifying. I think the, like... I don't know how you can prepare someone for that, where they're just suddenly on the cover of the Daily Mail with their tits out or whatever from Mm. some, you know, something that's been shared or like uh, without their permission. I think the whole, yeah, rise to fame and then sudden monetization of them as people and then the drop off from that would be so traumatic and so weird. Yeah. I feel a certain sense of like 
sorriness for them because I don't think anything can prepare you for that. But then at the yeah. same time, you know, they are that most of them are quite privileged. They're all usually straight or white or you know conventionally attractive tall good looking and mm -hmm. they're probably going to make a shitload of money out of it afterwards so you know the the feeling sorry for them can only go so far do you know what i mean yeah 100% mm. okay so the next dating show the ultimatum which i know that you haven't watched mm -hmm. but the concept of this show is is actually quite wild and it was based on the couple of presenters who also present love is blind mm -hmm. but basically what happened in their relationship was that they were together for a while and mm -hmm. she wanted to get married mm -hmm. so she gave her partner an ultimatum and was like well we're either gonna get married or i'm gonna leave you mm -hmm. and he didn't want to get married so they went off they broke up and sh they both ended up dating other people Mm-hmm. And having had those experiences dating other people, they then realized that they were actually madly in love with each other and they wanted to be <laughs> together and then they ended up getting married. So the God. show is a basically a replica of what happened to them. So all mm -hmm. these couples come in who have given each other an ultimatum, get married or basically leave. And then they mm -hmm. link up with another person in the show mm. to test like basically... I guess to to see what it's like being without mm -hmm. their partner and whether it, I guess it should prove to them how much they love their partner. Yeah, I guess it's like Wife Swap. Do you remember Wife Swap? Oh my God. <laughs> Best show ever. <laughs> and that kid with the bacon thing and the little high heels. Have you oh seen God, that kid? No. <laughs> oh, Google it later. It's incredible. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, it is kind of like Wife Swap, but... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the whole concept of it, again, it's just mad. It's like, why can't you have a proper discussion with your partner about what you want? Also, I feel like it's something that you should maybe flag within the first year of being with each other. I don't want to get married or I don't want to have kids. Like, I don't yeah. think people have enough honest conversations. And also, I'm, I'm guilty of this too. I'm terrible with, you know, expressing what I want and also knowing what I want. Like we said before, I don't know if I want kids. I don't know if I want to get married because... I don't feel it right now. Yeah. I feel like maybe I will. But, you know, it's just about, like, communicating, isn't it? Communicating with the person that you're with because yeah. I just think surely you wouldn't spend all this time with someone only to go on a dating show, swap partners, and then decide, like, just talk about it. You know what? <laughs> when I heard about this show, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, what <laughs> a load of trash. And then I watched it. Was it good? And I, you know what? When I was watching it, I was like, this isn't a bad experiment, you know? Like, if you really want to get to the crux of the issues in your relationship, yeah. this is going to do it. Like, it's, it's putting each person in a place where they really have to look at themselves and see what they want. And mm -hmm. if you're going to come out of this, basically, it, sh it shows them the truth, I think, this experiment. Yeah, but how sad if your partner just fell in love with someone else and then you, I guess then they weren't right for you anyway, but you'd be so gutted. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, but also no, potentially, because then you would have realised that they weren't the right one for you. It's but true. at the same time, it, like everything else, it's kind of just like, oh, these shows are just like basically putting people in a position where they're going to get really hurt. 
Yeah, it's like trauma porn. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you're like watching people get traumatized for your pure enjoyment. It's not, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I kind of liked this show. And I've, I feel like hopefully the listeners go out. If you haven't seen it, just give it, give it a watch and then jump mm. onto the Patreon community discord page and tell me what you think of it. Because I was weirdly into it and weirdly into mm-hmm. the kind of like, I felt like it was a form of therapy for them. Yeah. I mean, I think as well, I'm just, I, I have an aversion to it because it's Americans and I just prefer UK yeah. dating shows. I'm just more into like, mm-hmm. you love Islands, you ex on the beach. Um, I, I used to love Geordie Shores. I mean, it's not a dating show, but it was based around like relationships and, yeah. you know, one night stands and all those kind of things. So it kind of was a dating show. But yeah. I'm just a UK dating show gal, you know? I kind of know what you mean. I, I think there's something quite pure and innocent about UK dating shows. Mm. But they, they don't more, come with the drama of needing to get married. They're Apart more like from, rough around the edges, you know? Like they're a bit more rougher. Yeah. What, we what about say? the, wait, what's it called? Married at First Sight. Oh my God. Australian one? <gasps> Iconic. The most in unhinged show of all time. And it started out, the concept, it started out like any dating show, you know, quite innocent, just, you know, helping people. And now they just choose the most insane people. Like, they're, like, doing the splits on the floor on a date and, like, doing weird crumping and stuff on a date. And you're like, what is going on? Oh, my God. I haven't actually seen any of those things that you're talking about. Yeah, but unhinged. Also, <laughs> one of those very bizarre "let's mm. race to the finish line" kind of shows. Yes, the marriage again. I didn't ever really think about this until you've said it on this podcast. But like the obsession with the end goal. Like for me, mm-hmm. marriage is like the best bit is the start. Yeah, and then I get in a relationship and I'm like bored now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why are we trying to get rid of like the whole honeymoon period of a relationship? What is it about this like extreme level of commitment? Don't know. And also it's terrifying. For me, the commitment is the worst bit. (laughs) How depressing is that? Like literally I'm like, look at married people. I'm like, ew, I feel bad for you. No, I do. Oh my God. I just don't think we need to get married <laughs> to commit to each other. Like, I think you can yeah. show up and be there and commit to your partner without mm-hmm. getting married. Yeah. And the honeymoon phase, it's the best. It I mean, it is. even my single phase right now, I'm so happy. I'm just loving it. And I'm like, yeah. just the idea of getting married. Oh, yeah. I'm just in a real, like, the best time of my life. And I'm just thriving flourishing in my lane moisturized yeah it's so good oh my god are you going on loads of dates what's happening yeah just well not even that like sometimes I just don't go on any and I just love life like it's so good so I'm just like the idea of getting married I'm like oh just devote all my time to someone else and like share things and like do things I don't want to do I just do whatever I want all the time and it's so so good of freedom that a marriage would give you scary yeah really scary so so scary we're just traumatizing everyone that's listening to this they're like oh, imagine, imagine all the married people married. listening and they're like oh <laughs> sorry oh, they're like actually we're really happy being married so fuck well, you girls that's your prerogative okay Me what too. about okay. 
What about too hot to handle? Loved it, but just, I just think, you know, I could never be so horny that I would give up thousands of dollars. Like, I, I just think I've never been in a situation. I mean, I've never been on hot, too hot to handle either, so I don't know what it would be like. But if someone said, you can have 10 grand if you just don't have sex, I'd be like, okay, I just won't. Like, I'm just, like, not that horny of a person that I would be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, it's worth it. It's worth the money. No, it's not. Just I don't. Think- I think it's the fact that it's so wrong. (laughs) It's so wrong that it makes it a really big turn on for them. It's like the forbidden love thing. You know, this is why, and this is weird, but this is why people like the whole stepbrother, stepsister porn thing because it's just forbidden love at its finest, you know? it's That's just why people are into that sort of thing. And I guess I do see how it would be a massive turn on to like, be in that situation but I don't know it's always the people that do like fail at it I get so mad at them I'm like you idiot like why would you do that it's like it's like watching people gambling basically like oh my god how did you just lose all that money fuck yeah like seeing them put all their chips out or whatever and then they roll the wrong number and you're just like that was so frustrating to see (laughs) first of all I was really annoyed at this show the first time I saw it because I was like okay all these people they're young single Mm. and they love sex and they just want to go out and like fuck loads of people and I was like (laughs) that's so fine like (laughs) let them be like let them be like this and then and I was like why are they trying to make them monogamous like why are they trying to make these people that obviously a little bit like yeah a bit slutty a bit awesome like Live yeah. Your life. yeah. Why are they trying to shrink them down into mm. this social construct of monogamy? Um, so true. I never thought about it like that. Just let them go out and live their best whole life. Yeah. But <laughs> what I do, just to go back on that, I really love the uh, like lessons and things that they have to do in Too, too Hot to Handle because I think they learn oh, a lot about themselves. The not necessarily, Yeah, not necessarily yeah. for monogamy, but for relationships in general. Yeah, I don't think it's good to find a partner, but I think what they learn about themselves as people that they can yes. take back into the world, very yes. good. I think it would stop people from doing nasty things like ghosting or mm-hmm. stop people from doing things like, you know, I don't know, like cheating and stuff. I think maybe it makes them into like better humans for their yeah. real partner that is in the pipeline, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, they do choose people that are pretty chaotic in terms of the way that they treat other people, I yeah. think, when it comes to relationships. Yeah. The whole... um what was his name? Harry, Harry something from like the first one, I think. He's got his ho- like a whole podcast of his own now where he talks oh. about relationships with people. My God, I would love to listen to that. Gonna go check it out right after this. Do you get triggered by the things on these shows? The fact that it's just always a very certain type of person on this show and as someone yeah. that I feel like personally I feel like I have an average body and mm-hmm. like I'm happy with my body I'm like I don't see representation yeah I mean I, I 
I do love to like look at the fashion and like see what bikinis they're all wearing and <laughs> I love like you know checking everyone out when they're super hot but also at the yeah. same time it does make me just want to have like a crash diet and stuff uh-huh. which is so toxic makes me mm-hmm. feel sad about wearing a bikini when I'm at the beach and like my friend takes a pic of me and I look yeah. at it and I'm like I'm a disgusting piece of crap yeah. I'm like I don't want to feel like that. And I, I think I'm not totally happy with my body. I think body confidence is something – I feel like body acceptance for me is realistic. Body yeah. confidence is just something I've never had. And, yeah, watching those shows, I like to check it out. And then as soon as I put on a bikini myself, I'm, like, sad, which is which is depressing as, but it's just I, true. Yeah, I, hate I hated that one in particular because it was called Too Hot to Handle. And I was just like yeah. – so you're saying that this is what hot is yeah. and I just don't think that's the truth like I yeah. think when you think of who people are actually attracted to in real life yeah. like an attraction to someone means that they think they're hot right yeah. and these people on these shows are not the only people that fall into that category yeah and I read this awesome thing in actually I think I have it here this book <laughs> it's too fat too slutty too loud Ooh. it's by and Helen Peterson. It yeah. is amazing. So basically she goes through like all of the most like iconic celebrities in our um, in kind of like our modern world. So like mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian, Caitlyn Jenner, Lena Dunham and kind of unpicks why they get called too fat, too slutty, too loud, too naked, too whatever. Oh, wow. And it, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good. But one of the things she talks about is um, the idea that like if – if you see a guy that looks like a Ken doll, that you automatically have this assumption that he wants a girl who looks like Barbie, which yeah. isn't true. And we have to like unyoke this idea that a really hot person only wants another really conventionally hot person. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like that people like different stuff, you know, like I, I particularly don't, re- I'm not really into like gym kind of guys or whatever yeah. like I like different kinds of guys and and I just think people just assume that people of the same level of attractiveness automatically go together which isn't the case and you know I just think it's so interesting because I'd never really thought I mean I, I had that assumption unconsciously do you know what I mean we're also swayed by like the media and obviously mm. everything that we've seen on there and mm-hmm. I think that's probably like, everyone's like base understanding of attractiveness and I think it confuses people in dating, to be honest, because yeah. I think people yeah. end up dating someone that they think that they should be attracted to rather than someone that they are actually attracted to. Definitely. And you might overlook someone's crap personality because yes. of um, how they look. Like they mm-hmm. might be conventionally gorgeous, but then they might have different political values to you. They yeah. might have different social values to you. They might, you know, all these different things, like different just fundamental values overall. Yeah. And you overlook these things, which are kind of red flags. Or you might overlook other red flags, like yeah. violent behavior, or abuse or anything, just because you sh- feel like you should be with this person because yeah. it looks good for you, but it's not. And it's also like that thing how you you can fall in love with a friend because you might meet them, you become mates because yeah. there's probably no initial sexual attraction and then you start to see all these beautiful things in them and you see how they're a beautiful person and they're yeah. kind to you, they listen to you, they're funny and then you start finding them physically attractive. Like mm-hmm. I never really found my ex attractive. We purposely chose him to move in because I was like he's kind of a nerd and I won't like him. <gasps> 
and then I fell in love because of the whole everything else. So, and then Aww. I was like, he's so hot. But like at the beginning, I was like, great, he's not hot. Let's get him in. You know, that's so funny. Yeah, it's just like all the other things made him physically attractive to me. Yeah, which was it's like. Nice. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, like Love they were them. really good friends before. Were they? Then, yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. for years. Oh, that's cool. Oh my god, I am obsessed with them. They're so cute, and I just love Blink One Eighty Two. So I'm just, it's just a vibe. They're back yeah. in my life. I love it. <laughs> so back to the dating shows. Mm-hmm. Do you think ultimately? what they teach us is a really unhealthy way of looking at relationships? um, It depends on the show. I think Mm. like like we were saying with the whole Love Island, living in the fishbowl, speeding up relationships, I think that is toxic. I think the the focus on the end goal of the marriage and missing the honeymoon, toxic. I don't think anyone should focus on that. I think... Mm -hmm. I think if you see something that has a future, go in with it guns blazing, but don't look at marriage as like an end goal. Yeah. But then I think the ones that are like a one-off, like first dates and stuff, I think that's quite good as a role model. I think it's nice. You go on a date, you have a few drinks, you have a nice dinner. That's what a date should be. And if you get on, I I like at the end of the show, they're like, do you want to see each other again? Because you need to ask yourself that at the end of a date. If you don't, just let the person know and be honest. And if you do, ask them out again. You know, I love that actually at the end of yeah. the show because they, yeah, they're just they're put really put in the yeah. spotlight, aren't they? Yeah, and it's like just be honest, and it should be reflected in real life. Like, if you don't want to see someone, don't ghost them, just say it, just tell them, yeah, you know. So, I think probably the moral of the story is don't take any dating advice <laughs> from <laughs> dating shows, just see it as entertainment, yeah, yeah. entertainment and escapism, yes. Well, Full steam ahead, watch yeah. it for those reasons, but not as an educational documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. So why why do you think it is that we find them so addictive and so fun to watch? I think because it's human and I think it makes you feel good when you see people going through things that you are going through or have yeah. been through. I think because it's human emotions. Most of the time, I think it's quite real. Like, because you can't fake those things. You Jealousy is a powerful emotion. When you see someone being jealous on TV, you can feel it in your gut. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's real. Whereas if you watch, like, TV, you know the acting. So it's just, like, yeah. there's less, I don't know, you don't get that human connection, you know? I think I am just obsessed with love. Yeah. that's why I love watching them is that yeah. I really... I like to see people's behavior when it comes to relationships. I like to sort uh-huh. of not, I was gonna say investigate them, but yeah. I guess it's like just, it's it's an interesting learning experience, I think, watching all those things. Yeah. But then I think that's maybe why I personally get triggered by it because I'm watching it in a way that's like, oh, like actually invested in the, the whole love story rather than yeah. taking myself away from it. Yeah, I do like the whole philosophical and psychological angle to it. So have you read Elaine de Botton before, Essays on Love? No. Fascinating. Read it, please. So, so good. It literally, like, kind of tells the story of this couple, how they meet, like, all the things, and then just has this, like, philosophical message to each part. And it's just, that's why it's fascinating, because you can, like, psychoanalyze the whole thing, you know, and have your own take on it. 
And that's why, like, when you're having these discussions at work or on Twitter or whatever, everyone has their own angle and they see things in different ways and people like different characters for different reasons. You know, someone can hate someone on a show and someone could love them, but it, you're watching the same thing. So yeah. it's just interesting that everyone has their own opinion, even though you're watching the same content, you know? Yeah, and I love just talking about it with other people mm. as well. I think it's really... I think, I mean, people love gossiping and it's a really great way to gossip without talking about your friends. (laughs) Yeah, healthy gossiping. (laughs) Unless it's on the Daily Mail or The Sun, we don't like gossiping on there. We don't condone that. Not nice. Not nice. No. Well, that that was amazing talking about dating apps. Um, I would just like to ask you my final question of the podcast, which is what is love to you and how would you describe it? I think love is friendship, trust, and having the same future goals and aspirations in mind, or at least feeling the desire to lift up the other person to achieve theirs. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's what it is. That's what love is. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure. Loved talking thank about you. gossiping about all these dating app shows. So good. I live for it. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me. No worries. Where can the listeners find you and your podcast? So uh, my personal Insta is at Maddie Carty and my podcast Instagram is at madsworld.mp3 or you can search Madsworld on Spotify and Apple or your favourite listening platform. Yes, and definitely go check out the last season that I was on and yes. then check out the new season. Actually, just go back to the first season and listen to all of them. Got 50 apps plus, so lots of content for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. mate. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely Florence if you did like her episode that was an episode from her podcast love high so go and check it out on apple or spotify love and elbow taps peace Being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.